Back of a shot, back of a shot, Kulam. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Nina Faraha Kukutana Nuewe. I hope everyone is doing great and awesome today. Yes. So I want to go over something that I discovered the other day. After doing my first episode, my daughter and I were ensuring that my podcast was on all platforms by checking it the other day. And when doing so, we discovered that someone else had the above ground podcast name. And so, of course, you know, I was highly disappointed. I was very disappointed. But when I opened up their podcast, I saw that they were discussing mental illness. So I felt much better and I felt that we connect around the world and we don't know how much we connect with others, whether it be culturally or not, but we connect with others and we have the same interpretation of things. But anyways, I just thought that I would share that little bit on finding out that someone had the Above Ground Podcast name, and immediately I went into thinking, what can I do? What can I do? I need to change my name. And so, in an instance, the word up came to me. And so, it is now Up Above Ground Podcast. Yes. So, we are Up Above Ground Podcast. And we are going forth on today. Uh, I want to touch up on a few things that I talked about in the first episode. Um, The interest-based alternatives. So for many of you who do not know, my youngest daughter is autistic. And when you have a person who is autistic, you do things for that individual whether it be educationally or whether it be socially, based on their interest. And so a lot of times, even into adulthood, we don't realize that that's a path, right, that we can take in order to achieve this level of success that we're wanting to achieve. And so that's where interest-based alternatives come from inside of my business that I have incorporated into all of my programs that are attached to the business. So for right now, we're just working on our first program, uh, which is BYBO Mentor Mentee. And we'd like as many osteopathics, chiropractors, physical therapists to come together and help us with this project so that the project can receive the level of success that it deserves for our youth and families around the world. We're also hoping that we could get as many barbers and as many beauticians to join us in this project as well because the way we will be connecting nature digitally is greater than awesome. And it's an opportunity for professionals to receive therapy in nature as well as the mentees receive therapy in nature digitally. And it gives us all an opportunity to connect from individuals inside of our community that we may not have ever connected with on a business level or mentorship level, but due to this program, 
we're connecting the dots in our community. So that's one of the things that I wanna go over today is the reason why we need the DOs, the doctors of osteopathic, and the chiropractors and the physical therapists is because a lot of times DOs and chiropractors are not medicated tested. And so for individuals who are less fortunate and cannot pay for those services, they can't receive them. And so it is a very hard, difficult challenge for that family to be able to receive the healthcare services that he or she or the family together needs. And so when we discovered last year that my eldest daughter had scoliosis, I was very, very heartbroken because I'm, I, I said to myself, how could I not know this? How did I miss this? What, what was I doing wrong? And it wasn't me that did something wrong. It was the accountability in the healthcare circle that was responsible for ensuring this information got out to me. So my entire family, we all have a disability and it's very important for us to understand the interest of another inside of our family in order to be able to run this family business successfully. And so when I discovered that she had scoliosis, you know, in our culture, we don't understand scoliosis. We don't know what scoliosis is outside of the realms of an individual being totally bent all the way over. That's how we have been taught in our community to recognize scoliosis. And so I believe that that's a level of education that we have not had in our community as to the bones and the muscles and the importance of functioning inside of our bodies and how to get to that wholeness. It takes a lot for individuals who are living in a poverty situation to receive these services or even this information. And so I think that's very crucial inside of our culturally related community that we don't have this educational information. And so that's why I mentioned the American Black Chiropractic Association in my first episode is because I really would like for them to look inside of what they're dedicated to do and one of the things that they say that they're dedicated to do is to inform the community. And when I look on different platforms like YouTube all the time, I see chiropractors all over YouTube showing individuals how to give self-adjustments in between chiropractic visits. But what I don't see is anyone culturally related doing these videos on YouTube. And so I'm calling back out to them again in episode two, American Black Chiropractic Association. We need you to become a part of this program so that our youth and families culturally related can have a reflection of you to connect to great bone health and learn how to function in their bodies through self-chiropractic adjustments. And even at some point, we agree to some level 
of chiropractors and osteopathics who provide OMT, which is osteopathic manipulated uh, treatment or techniques. And that deals with the muscles. And so we need these doctors in our community, educating our community, informing our community, and providing a reflection. And another thing that I also noticed as well is that many of our individuals inside of our community that are culturally related are DOs. They are doctors of osteopathy. They are chiropractors. And so this is a step that we must take in order to ensure that our community is receiving healthcare services that are there and that we are not missing anything so that our bodies can become wholesome to our healthcare. And so I just think that is um, a challenge that we should all be able to um, say, okay, I want to commit myself to this challenge to come together inside of this program for our community worldwide to help initiate these services for our youth and families who need it. And this program is not for everyone. Everyone is not going to want to be a part of this program, and that's fine too. This program is designed <clears throat> for those, excuse me, <clears throat> this program is designed for those who are seeking such services to whole health and receiving the health care that's necessary for their family. And so I just want to elaborate a little bit on um, OMT and chiropractors and barbers and beauticians. Now, the reason as to why we need the barbers and beauticians is because when we began our nature therapy digitally, our barbers and our beauticians have a, an, an opportunity that's unlimited in connecting with other individuals inside of our community to nature where we can give a visual to our youth that have disability in reference to art and nature. A lot of times our youth with disabilities, regardless of, of the kind of disability that, that he or she may have, even our adults, they require visuals. And so where the barbers and beautician comes in at is an opportunity to not only open up the imagination of our youth and families, to pull their potential through this artful visual creation, but it opens a door into the pathway that we have designed to give youth and families with disability an option to say, I want to start here. This is where I want to begin. And so this is a greater than awesome opportunity to continue this mission around the world for those who are less fortunate than others who are less fortunate. Because we oftentimes find out that there is someone else who may have such a similar situation as yourself, but they are less fortunate than you. 
because they've had more hardships than you. And so this is the economic base that we want to build to begin to empower ourselves. And what better time to do this now with everyone being at home and we're restricted due to COVID-19. This is an opportunity of a lifetime to change our system of beliefs. How we have believed we are supposed to do things our entire lives. How we may have unknowingly limited ourselves. Because remember, community is unlimited. So a lot of times, due to the things that we believe because of the system that has been given to us to think that way, we have limited ourselves on major, major, major opportunities unlimited amongst ourselves. And so even in my childhood, as I mentioned in episode one, there were many influential uh, leaders inside of inside of my community where I grew up. However, they were not available to the youth. They were so busy inside of community that the youth were left astray. And so this is the gap that we're mending in our program, the professional to the youth in a convenient way digitally. Now this program has several rules and several guidelines that have to be followed in order to protect our mentors and in in order to protect our mentees. Because we wanna make sure that the family is protected and the mentors are protected as well. But one of the things I wanna talk about as well is that one of the features we have in our program is inside of our app. We have an app that's on Google Play BYBO Mentor Mentee, and the features that we have inside this app is a live feature. And the goal of this live feature is to use major platforms to show the world what we're doing digitally to give our youth and family opportunities unlimited around the world. A lot of times we forget about the parents or the parents at some point have forgotten about themselves and have felt like I'm too old to accomplish this, I'm too old to accomplish that, but we're never too old to accomplish anything. And that's something that I had to discover after all of the challenges that I had been through and I had faced. You know, I was seeking a mentor during this time that I was in preparation of putting my business together and talking to many different professionals, I had to change my thinking. And so I said to myself, I need a mentor. And it was like puzzling that here I am trying to put this program together and I myself need a mentor in adulthood, which is what I'm trying to ensure others have. And I don't have a mentor. And so as I began to search for mentors, I had an opportunity to find Dr. Miles Monroe again in my life. Um, I'd heard Dr. Miles Monroe many, many years ago, and you'll read about this in my book as well. And I kind of just flipped the channel from him. I never could listen to him. But I rediscovered him again, which I believe was 
a spiritual connection in which the most high was trying to get my attention for this moment that I was in now, telling me this is your time. This is your time. And so one of the things that Dr. Mouse Monroe said that stated that stuck to me the most, he would often say, what you think is more important than what you do. And so I had to embed that in my spirit constantly over and over and over because in our community, we would say, it's not what you say, it's what you do, which was really the opposite of motivating yourself, right, into success. How do you change your level of thinking? And so for me, it was an opportunity unlimited to go above and beyond the reflections that have been given to me in my community because I lived in such a, a poverty environment. And so I just want to be able to encourage someone out there today and let someone know that change is possible through our thinking. And you know, a lot of times we're gonna go through situations in our life that are going to cause us to separate from other individuals. And so that's why I, this podcast is a mixture of things that I've dealt with in my life in regards to personal challenges and personal disability and personal empowerment because without those personal things how could i become who i am today where i'm headed if those challenges did not exist and a lot of people heard me discuss just a little bit about the um, altercation that took place where my family assaulted me during my sister's funeral and I had the dreams and the Heavenly Father, Abba, was dealing with me about what was going to take place. And I was made aware of these things coming to pass. And I was so down when I got home because I did not understand that there was a separation that was coming. Which it took me back to Matthew chapter 13 the wheat and the tares both growing together until harvest time. And I knew at this point, once that literally completely and totally got down within my spirit and I was rooted, my feet were planted, I had no other concerns about going forward. Although for a moment there, I was down. I was really down because I had plans. I, in fact, was in preparation during this consecration um, that I had been on. I was also in preparation of training. I was preparing myself for fitness training so that I could go into the ring and box. Yes, I was preparing myself for that because I wanted to have an opportunity to really put this youth program out there for others to grab a hold to this and say, yes, this is something that I want to be a part of. And I also want to yet still have an opportunity to connect with many of the great boxers in our culturally related community worldwide who have created amazing 
amazing open doors for other youth and individuals to be able to enter inside of the boxing world and accomplish great accomplishments. And not just boxing, but also there's a, a mixed martial arts. And I, in fact, I contacted um, my daughter's African mixed martial arts instructor to have him to be the trainer that I needed to go forth. And so I was really serious about this. So I, at the same time, I was crushed because the opportunity of a lifetime I felt had slipped underneath me due to the broken bone from the assault and from my family. But the heavenly Abba was allowing me to see, daughter, it's okay. I have you here. There's nothing for you to worry about. It's time to separate the wheat from the tares. And you are mine. And I am in you. And this is what I have designed for you to do. And so as I go forth, um, anyone that's connected to individuals in the boxing world or mixed martial arts world, I think this is a greater than awesome opportunity to collaborate with them as well in connection in, inside of our community and to mend that gap of osteopathic manipulated treatment as well as chiropractic adjustments. Because oftentimes fighters do receive those adjustments and those healthcare services. And so I think once we begin to continue to mend this gap, we'll have the resources that we need inside of our community to just continue to build and build and build and build and build. And I know this is a huge, a huge, a huge change, a huge challenge, and a more than brilliant collaboration amongst our community, but we can do it. We can absolutely do it. I don't think that we're limited to doing anything unless we limit ourselves. And so I just wanted to talk about some of those things on today. And also, I wanna say this for the record because I didn't say any of this at the beginning, but I am not a medical health care professional. Neither am I an attorney. But throughout my episodes, you will hear me talking about healthcare services, unlawful matters, and I'm not either of those professionals. So I can't give anyone medical advice. I can't give anyone legal advice because I am not an attorney. I am not a licensed medical professional, okay? What I am is a mentor advocate. And I come to advocate for you for the services that you need through mentorship. That's who I am. I am not, again, I am not an attorney and I am not a medical professional. So this is an opportunity for us to, you know, get on this platform and discuss the issues that we have and the things that we have gone through and how they may have been an interruption in our lives going forward. One of the things a lot of us have as challenges in our communities are physical disabilities as well. 
and I was not able to talk about the physical disabilities in the first episode. In the first episode, I was trying to kind of warm up and I was trying to get myself in the mode to do this podcast because I'm really yet still grieving my eldest sister's death as well as grieving the second to eldest sister's death as well. And you know, when dealing with all these things, it's pressure. And I've always been different when it comes to pressure. Um, I can handle pressure, certain forms of pressure. And I think that's where, for me, the interest-based alternatives come in. And then there's other levels of pressure that I'm like, "Mm -mm, nope, and go deal with it. (laughs) So, you know, for me, that's that's where my interest-based alternatives come in into play for me. And so I want to be able to help others uh, discover their interest-based alternatives for them as well. But, you know, still grieving them, I was excited, but I was yet down about the progress that I had been making because I've been dealing with all these issues. I'm still yet dealing with the uh, school teacher's threat to hang my daughter. I will not give up on pursuing action into that matter. I have contacted the FBI and I have contacted the White House and I've contacted the um, the Justice Department in regards to this. And so I'm not giving up because I feel that there were so many things that took place that were retaliatory in my daughter's educational services that that was just the tip of the iceberg for individuals possibly connected to this threat and I know that it's kind of like mind-blowing to hear me say but that's absolutely how I feel I mean we're in 2020 right now and you know in the educational field why would anyone say something like that to any any person whether it be a colleague or whether it be a student that's just like and you know and understand the parts of history that have been taught to us through the educational system. So there's no need to question it anymore. Um, You know, a lot of attorneys I contacted, no one helped, no one helped. I'll just tell you, no one helped. All these organizations that are out there that exist, no one helped, no one helped. And it's a sad situation because we live in a time now where people just move on. They don't care. And it makes it crucial for individuals to get services that they need. And I think on a larger scale, this is why deprivation exists. This is why our youth are deprived in education, our youth are deprived in community, our families are deprived in community. And so it's about the never ending cycle of deprivation, but we want to be the forefront of Getting rid of many other things that have have cycles inside of our communities to continue this cycle of deprivation. We want to be the ones to come out in this program and connect in our communities to help 
not only just full potential, but again, to give the parents the opportunity to discover their purpose as well. Because this program is all about purpose. It's all about purpose. It's all about the interest-based alternatives and the pathway that we have created that helps you discover the proper pathway into your purpose. Okay? That's what this program has done. And I am I'm really excited and I'm ready for parents and family members and collaborators to connect with us to help us get this program where it needs to be. Because we can't do this program without others being involved. So there must be others involved. And please get the book. Get the book, share the book when the book comes out. I hope to have Alex on my podcast soon so that Alex can um, come on and talk to you all about the book and where we are with the book and what's going on this far. Because I think that would be a greater than awesome opportunity as well for individuals to know how to access the book where the what site the book will be on now i know the book will be across every platform but there will also be a special platform where you can go and get the book as well and i like to set something up to where individuals who do get the book also have an opportunity to sponsor or donate into the program through collaboration because if you collaborate you're a sponsor if you donate your sponsor you know a lot of times you see people that say give here donate here well what i'm saying to community is collaborate here sponsor here (laughs) so if you collaborate with us then you also give here and so we have a um upcoming fleas foundation that we're um putting together with our nature project and FLEAS stands for Family Life Equine Autism Scoliosis Foundation. And yes, my children made this name up and I think that it's a brilliant, more than awesome name that they came up with and I am excited about it. So yes, FLEAS is our foundation in which you can donate um, into, it is our 501 that you will be able to donate into and give back into our youth in this program around the world. And so if anyone wants to become a part of this, just connect with us at theofficewithanswers.com. You can email me at the email address set up on the website. You can also contact me at the phone number listed on the website. And also in the description of my podcast is my information as well for contact. If you are interested in becoming a part of this to help our community learn to connect socially in education as well as in interest-based alternatives because this is an opportunity unlimited for all of us around the world. Now I want to switch gears a little bit and I want to talk about some of the challenges. Some of the challenges that I have gone through that have been just such a major halt. It's like I would continue to just stop at different points. I would progress and then I would stop. And I would stop because of these 
challenges that I was dealing with that were so dramatic and so overwhelming to the point to where the trauma caused me to stop. And I talked a little bit about my nephew, not much, but we're going to do an episode on here. And I keep saying we, I'm so used to saying the word we. There's no we on my podcast, it's me. There may be other people that come along and there's a we, (laughs) but it's just me on the podcast. But I am going to do an episode on my nephew's incarceration. There are so many unlawful matters that took place in my nephew's case. Uh, For one, he was held in jail against his will without a bench warrant and without an arrest warrant for over a week. Over a week. And that's not it. That's not it. So, so many things took place in my nephew's case. So many people have spoken to me in my community and said, oh, we know he's innocent. We know this is all wrong. But when I reach out to them in my community and say, okay, can you all sign this petition? Let's get this petition going. Can you all meet us at the Capitol and just stand and take pictures, upload to social media, and show everyone that we're fighting for him so we can get the resources that we need? No one's willing to do this. You know, there was even a time in which I had collectively come together with one family member, a very close family member, and this family member and I neither have the financial means to be able to afford anything um, above our financial means, and she and I came together. This was my niece, my niece. She and I came together and we raised, she and I together, half of the money for an attorney. Now, several family members knew about this when we were trying to get him a private attorney to take his case. No one helped, not a single person helped. And I believe a lot of people in our community and in our family down in that area were upset because I was doing this for my nephew and my sister. That I was at the forefront of this call for him to, you know, have the justice that he so deserves. They didn't want my face there. This was, how dare she? Who does she think she is fighting for her nephew and standing up for her sister? We're not going to listen to her. She's just a crazy old thing. And you know, it's funny because these same individuals who talked bad about me, who brought me down, who, you know, created this warfare, also spoke to me to get help from me during times that there were situations that they were enduring and they didn't tell anyone else about, they called me. And I was able to help them. 
Now, we know they didn't tell anyone or they didn't praise me publicly. And that's okay. Because this is the way the world works when we have a particular belief system. And this is why the wheat will be separated from the tares. Because oftentimes people will bring you down because they're not at your level. And it's crucial in our community that we stop this, especially in family. Because when we realize the power that we have in numbers, when we come together, we will achieve goals of a lifetime that our ancestors left behind for us to achieve. And so it's just, it's just a simple opening of your eyes. Opening your eyes. And once you open your eyes, you begin to see. And so these are the pressures that turn into more trauma and more trauma inside of our communities. And we have to learn how to face these challenges and not ignore them. So many times we're taught inside of our culturally related communities, oh, girl, don't deal with that. Boy, don't deal with that. Just move on past that. We don't face it. We don't stand up in the face of adversity and keep our feet planted with our stand. We don't do that. We allow adversity to overtake us. And oftentimes it's due, yes, to the economic level that we're in and our thinking. But we can collaborate economics in this program to give our youth and our families the proper form of understanding that what they think is more important than what they do. Because this is a warfare that we're in. And it's spiritual. It's a spiritual it's a spiritual battle. And that's what Matthew chapter 13 is letting us know. That Yahweh has a garden. Yahweh's garden is spiritual. And we are responsible for growing and connecting spiritually to Yahweh. And I know I said in the first episode, I'm not going to quote Bible verses and Bible scriptures. But it's true. It's who we are. You can't get around who we are and what we're designed to do during this time. I feel like I was born for this time that we're in. I feel like I was born for COVID-19. I feel like I was born for all of the situations that have taken place in my life or else I wouldn't be here if I was not born for it. So absolutely, I am born for this time. I am born for the challenges. I am ready to continue to face these challenges head on and show these challenges. I am a winner. I can win. And I want to help others win through their challenges as well. 
and that we all can face adversity in the face and come out great. And so it's sometimes it's just a simple decision that you have to make. And that separate. Separate yourself. So although I'm dealing with you know this unlawful matter from home and all of the deprivations that took place with me from the assault with my family. I'm not going to stop. And I want other people around the world who have experienced similar situations to hang in there. Don't stop. I remember there was a video that was going around about a father who was being blocked from his daughter's funeral. And I found that immediately after I arrived home from my hometown of my sister's funeral service. I mean, immediately it popped up on the internet where this father was being blocked from burying his daughter. And there was an actual court involved in this process. An actual court that was involved in a father not being able to help the mother bury the daughter because they were no longer together. And I remember that the video footage, and I'll put the, YouTube video in the description of this episode since I'm talking about this on this particular episode but I remember the father's family was in the funeral home standing their ground while police officers were blocking the father and his family from getting to the daughter's body We have got to begin to collaborate and connect with those who understand purpose. It's crucial in this time that we do not reflect this in our community to our youth. Our youth deserve a better start. And in that moment, When I saw this video footage, I felt like I was the only person who truly understood that because I didn't know any other person that had been assaulted, jumped, attacked by several of their own family members. The ones that you may have been there for because I know I've been there for these family members. I've taken up for them. And I couldn't think of one person to come to mind that had endured such a thing over my sister's funeral. And yet, there was someone else. 
similarly situated across states that have a similar situation and could not participate in their daughter's funeral service. So that's why it's extremely important to stay connected spiritually and do as much as we can to encourage ourselves and motivate ourselves and have mentors around the world to mentor the youth and family, as well as the mentors are receiving mentorship through their activities in mentorship. It helps us grow and it helps us create the economic base that we so desire in our communities. And that's why this program is so close to home to me and it's very important because I, I really needed a mentor during the startup phase of forming my LLC and I did not have one as I stated before. But if in fact I'd had a mentor, I would not have gone through as many different circumstances as I did in moving forwards and backwards inside of the formation process of putting the business together. A lot of professionals that I spoke to, CEOs, presidents, or just other titled individuals did not give me the information that I needed in giving them certain details about how I wanted to run this business. And so there are a lot of things that could have been put together at the beginning that have given me better marketing, better advertisement, better collaboration, if in fact I put these other aspects together at the very beginning. But because I was being told that I can only do this this way or do that that way, and I had no knowledge, and these individuals that I was speaking with, I thought for sure were going to help me get to where I needed to be. So a lot of times, we do in adulthood need mentors. We need mentors for these areas of our lives where we're going through and experiencing numerous different levels of hardship coming together to build an economic collaboration between others inside of our community to help us be able to advance in the way we should. And when we experience issues inside of our family, because our families lack the knowledgeable information that we all need in order to be able to move forward, it hits us hard. It hits us in a position of our state of thinking to where we cannot progress. We don't know how to progress nor are we truly aware of how to move forward. And that's the real issue. That's the real issue. And that's why all these things take place inside of our community. You know, Simon T. Bailey was one of the individuals that I found as well 
during my search for a mentor. And again, I was finding these mentors digitally while I was putting together a digital mentor program. (laughs) And one of the things um, that has stuck with me that Simon T. Bailey said in one of his public speakings, he said was the more you continue to hear what you can't do, where you can't go, who you can't become, there is a neurological path that is created in the brain that causes individuals to shut down. And that's what happens around the world when you're deprived and you've heard the word no, you can't become successful. No, you can't be treated equally. No, you can't be treated fairly. It used to keep us at a level below the surface. And that's why I'm bringing to you up above ground. We're up above the surface and we will come forth no matter what obstacles or no matter what issues we face in our daily lives, we can progress and we can challenge ourselves daily to become who we are as we connect the dots with one another. So time has ran out for episode two, Birds of the Same Feather. And while I didn't get an opportunity to go over all of the physical challenges that I have been through, I will indeed on episode three, talk about the many physical challenges or disabilities that we have inside of our community that may be contributor to our mental health. I think that's extremely important for us to begin to discuss inside of our community, as well as on episode four, I plan on going in depth of the unlawful matters, the evidence and the information inside of the cases in which have taken place in my family. So stay tuned for episode three, stay tuned for episode four, I will be releasing these episodes on a weekly basis. Total Rabbi to everyone for coming through, and I look forward to collaborating with you. Shalom.